0: Bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world class customer service, head on
1: over to wiredtree.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the After Things podcast. I'm Ed Main, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, Justin Robert Young yo mr bryce castillo yo so a topic that uh brian wants to talk about which i think is actually very helpful because i'm not good at this is scheduling how do you keep everything from happening all at once yeah it,
1: uh, there was a time i was thinking about this the other day there was a time maybe 10 15 years ago that um uh i knew that a full schedule uh, equaled uh uh being able to feed my family and so i did n- i took no more pleasure than in seeing a full calendar of every single day i'm going to be at this school i'm going to do a show in this thing uh, uh this is going to be carved out for practice time this is going to be family time bonnie's got me booked for this or whatever um and then and then and then we i started podcasting and and then all of a sudden it was like i Retreated and just let the world happen to me, and uh, that's fine. But when, but, 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 but you get to a point where enough people want enough things from you, uh, uh, justifiably. I mean, because you've signed up for them, that that you're just constantly running around uh, like a leaf on the wind, like, uh, Oh, who's pulling me this way. And, 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 and it feels like it works because you're making money, you know, like every time somebody grabs you and says, I need you to do blank, you're like, uh, well, I guess it's time to do blank and, and it makes you money and you feel good about it. But, um, uh, we, the first time that Jason came out with the mono rogue, um, the goal was let's hit the ground running which sounded like a good idea to everybody at the time, but then we hit the ground running. And it turns out if you run far enough, you die of exhaustion. And uh, this next round that we're doing right now, it was really interesting because Corey uh, and Jason talked about like, okay, realistically, how many episodes do we want to get? Realistically, how much can we rely on Brian to actually be mentally present at point X, Y, or Z? Okay. Realistically, you know, let's remember if at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, realistically, uh, let's, let's remember that uh, that pretty much we're trying to burst on a run of Mono Rogue episodes while we're in a pod, you know, for COVID related reasons. But, uh, uh, it was as though somebody had spoken like an angel when Corey said, I have a suggested schedule. It involves, Pregnant pause, a day off every week, <laughs> and I was just like, what? "Why? Why?" Oh. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 and of course, a day off isn't truly a day off. You you end up spending it with family obligations, or or something comes up, or
3: family, the most dangerous work,
1: uh, or as they say in uh, what might be my new favorite show, Star Trek: Lower Decks, buffer time. It's buff, it's buffer time that, that you could overrun into. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I would love to, it's been an extraordinary week or two as we get into a groove and, and there's been some hiccups here or there, but, but having that buffer time to the schedule and knowing the wins and the house of everything, I would love to know how you guys manage your schedule and, and what your advice is.
0: You know, I, I I think I've I've become a lot more schedule conscious over the last year or so, and uh, part of it is being able to start out with um, a a skeleton of just like, all right, uh, I have X amount of times that I'm live that I have to be here for a thing, so it's like that's that's the that's the beginning. Uh, what I've found is that you know most of my days are pretty packed these days. Like especially with me adding the convention coverage and everything, there's not a whole lot of unaccounted for time during the day, uh, and even leading up into when I would like normally go to sleep. Uh, over the weekend, what I will give myself the the gift of is only having to dos. I won't schedule out my weekend. I will, I will just give myself a big laundry list of anything else that I didn't get done over the week to-do-wise, and then the stuff that I, like my goals for the weekend. Uh, and so that's what I'm looking at now because I, <laughs> I got uh, caught up and wasn't able to write out my schedule. But that is, <laughs> ritualistically, what I, what I have been doing is, uh, in the morning, wake up, work out, have my breakfast shower, and then the the next thing I do is physically write out my schedule for the day, just so I know it uh, I, I it forces me to go look into the the Google calendar to see if I have any interviews that I have forgotten, and then write that out just so now I have a
1: framework for for what I do I think that I had a true phobia and and I don't mean this like as an over the top bit. I mean, like I think I was truly phobic the fastest year of my life was, uh, or two years was when I was working at Dell and every day was the same. Uh, Every day was a lifetime. Every year was a second. Um, And I became truly terrified because I was like, Oh, this is how you blink and suddenly you're getting a gold watch and you're 60 years old. Uh, I became truly terrified of routine and I think that's what I was celebrating during you know the decade that I was on the road was every day was a year, and uh, every year was a lifetime. And uh, because, you know, different cities, different towns, different shows, all, all of that stuff. Um, but of course, that changes when, uh, uh, when you have to have a system that can replicate it over time. and, and I suppose uh, part of the reason I'm fascinated with this topic is I I am only now almost 10 years into, you know, or over 10 years into doing podcasting and in and that being the primary source of income along with YouTube stuff uh, and building out a team realizing like, uh, no bro, you got to have a routine. Um, that's, that's how it goes. And, um, uh, I, I, uh, sorry, I, I I literally just had that epiphany and wanted to share it in 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 the moment. But but like I guess uh, you you Justin, do you, do you have any aversion to the rhythm of a routine? Or I
0: mean, at this point, it's mostly just survival. Like if I want to get stuff done, I gotta I gotta know to do it because otherwise, I will fall into just scrolling around. I mean, I I will I will fall into the uh uh uh, you know when you're the master of your domain that means that you also can screw around a lot right and you can also like write it off as like this is when my mind is at its most fertile this is when i'm really exploring the space and to a certain extent i can make myself feel good about that for a, a period of time but ultimately nobody cares unless i'm making stuff and if I'm gonna make stuff, then I have to make time for it. And if I'm gonna make time for it, I have to lay out the day. Uh, and now I can run over that time. I mean, here to be totally honest, I'll tell you what the 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 big thing that unlocked all of this for me was going to sleep at a certain time and waking up at a certain time. Like that that was a game changer. It unlocked like it, uh, any and everything that has kind of come after it, up to and including what I think has been an intensely up uh upgraded work uh ethic um you know health benefits and uh uh just i think being a more focused person uh uh, none of it i think would have happened if i didn't
2: i i can really relate to your talking about when you're at dell brian because i remember there was a point where i had i'd moved into my i moved into my condo i bought my first condo and I had been I was fully independent, like I was writing magic books or whatever. My time was my own. I could do whatever the heck I wanted to. I could wake up whenever I wanted to do whatever I wanted to. And I remember the day I got my keys from like my realtor and I walked in and I set them down on, you know, the table. And then in my mind, it's a I fast a year later, I walk in the door and I set my keys down and there is like a missing year. There is a year that is just missing. I can surely I can look through my you know emails and figure out what the heck I was doing. But that time jump and that one year in my head was instantaneous. And that was the moment I said, I need a bigger goal. And that's when I decided I wanted to do TV. Cause I said, I, I, the easy stuff I'd mastered, I could make a living, not have to, not have to have an alarm clock and I could get by. And I'm like, this is a problem though. Cause now I've got to aim higher. And that's when I had to have every day, wake up with a focus and for, years, you know, for almost 10 years, the focus was TV, 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 which helped me a lot and helped me figure out my schedule because I woke up every day and everything fit around that. I knew like the most important things I would do be anything relating to that, etc. As the pandemic started, you know, I'm in this sort of weird point in my life where I have enough, I've written enough books, I have, you know, you know, I have a, you know, book deals in place for the next several years, and i'm in a very comfortable place as a writer where i know i know what my book will be next year i know what my book will be the year after i know what my books are going to be you know that are already under contract for several years out but i don't spend most of my time writing i spend a very small time of my writing 90% of my time is spent doing andrew time stuff and that was dangerous particularly in as we go into lockdown because every day becomes the same and it becomes groundhog day and that's where i'm like i need a thing I need a thing to sort of fixate my life around. And it was lucky for me, it was like the opportunity to open AI came up because I'm like, okay, now I know when I get up, you know, I know what my focus is. I know what I'm doing today. And then also I watch my calendar <laughs> magically fill up with meetings and stuff. And so as far as time management, I think step number one is what is the goal? What is the focus? What is the thing you're trying to do? And then you figure out how to block out time from that. And that first thing could be, Make sure my kids get up and are you know are fed and are you know ready to be educated. Whatever they do for the day, make sure you know my partner has whatever she needs. et cetera. like, and it can start with stuff like that, and then it can come into the professional stuff. But I think that's the key thing: is to say each day, what is the thing I'm trying to get done? That is a fascinating
1: holistic approach that I hadn't considered before. Because when <laughs> I was on tour, uh, I, I suppose I suppose I was doing that. Uh, the idea of wake up in the morning. And ask yourself, who do I serve, and whether it's a certain goal or idea or whatever. When I was touring, who do I serve is the fullest schedule I can manage. And then, and 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 uh, when you're on tour, you measure your wealth not in money, because that burns away very quickly, but instead in um, how far out you're booked. You know, like, oh, my God, I'm booked out for four mm-hmm. months. I'm booked out for six months. And then after that, I'm going to go to these conventions where I'm going to book out even more stuff. So so everything was, um, wow, that's a really good way to express it. Because I'm realizing when I was on tour, I woke up and I'm like, who do I serve? I serve the calendar. What is the job of the calendar? To be filled to the farthest extent out as possible with either shows or showcases uh, and it, it on and on and on and on. And and that was, you know, 15 years. Um, and then podcasting happened and and YouTube happened. And, and I think that softened. But now uh, I can feel that ramping up where I wake up and it's like, who do I serve? Uh, I serve, I serve HQ. I serve this team. I serve, you know, and mm-hmm. what are the jobs for that? You know, at any given moment, uh, I should be filling my day with, either writing stuff refining stuff or doing stuff
2: yeah i think that i think that for everybody and and i know you meant this too it's like it's first it starts with family you know making sure that like what i'm gonna do the end goal is gonna serve. yeah and and i know you meant that and so and 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 i'd say for everybody that's the thing you start you say first is like because when you have family you don't want to displace because sometimes people will use frustration in you know social life will use work as an excuse to avoid that but there is that's that balance of like okay how do i serve this best and then it's like okay once i know all the noses are wiped the lunches are packed and whatever or that's taken care of or whatever then it's like okay now my time is the work time and getting all this sort of stuff done and you know people talk about balance and stuff and i think it's it's i look at like these concentric circles you know and i found that like i I have, I think a lot of us, I think we all have a lot in common. I think that we are people who are, we can be on one hand very easily distracted, and then we can be hyper-focused. And I think that that is rare than we may realize, because I think that we've gravitated towards each other, because we're all good at making a thing a really good thing and spending that time, and then stepping back and paying attention to the entire universe. And I think that's the key, is to be able to flip that switch to go from... Hey, I'm just going to chill out and play Hearthstone and watch random Netflix stuff. And then I'm going to go, my little alarm's going to go off on my Apple Watch. I'm going to be like, boom, I got to spend the next two hours getting this thing done, this email done or this podcast done. That switch is really hard for people to flip. Most people cannot do that. And I think even when we're depressed, it's even harder because we want to do the thing that's the least stressful thing that makes us feel good. And Sure. I'm, you know, I'm a big believer, like, you know, like, you know, like my girlfriend, she's a writer and and a director writer. And the problem that she dealt, same with, I dealt with is when you're in charge of your own time and you're trying to do creative output, you don't know how to measure that. How, 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 when I have permission to screw around and when do I need to be writing? You know, when do I balance this back and forth? And I think that it's important. I'm like, it's important to have screw off time. It's important to say I'm off the clock right now. I've got to go let my brain reset. Um, and it's figuring out when you're doing it too much and not doing things versus when you're not doing it enough. Uh,
1: Bryce, you recently had your schedule ruined by me personally. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but you also, I know, work partly from home and I, partly here. Right.
3: <laughs> so scheduling, uh, scheduling in this environment can be pretty tough. Um, because I, I try to make myself available to as much stuff as possible because I handle all the podcasts throughout the week, plus, I handle Scam Nation and, and those shoots, but I also try to be available for Modern Rogue shoots as well. Um, And so, uh, it, it, it becomes like this, like, like, for example, this week, like Wednesday, normally Wednesday, I am at home all day editing all day because scam nation comes out on Thursdays. Um, but this week I know we're trying to do some big, we're trying to do some bigger modern rogue episodes that, um, you need, we need extra hands on set just to film so that there are multiple people with, with cameras and all. And, uh, and so normally it would just be like, well, either they'll try to make do without me, or maybe I'll just find out and see. Uh, but but uh, thankfully, because uh, we've got Corey and, and Jason working on um, coordinating that stuff, we could actually sit down actually just like an hour or so ago and say like, okay, well I am available. I can give you a couple of hours on Wednesday, but I got to know when they are because I've got, I've got editing and stuff to do, right? Like last week um, my editing time got cut off a little bit because we had a very early morning thing on Thursday, which meant if I wanted to get six hours of sleep, I needed to stop what I was doing, shut everything down and go to bed immediately. Um, And so, and if I kind of knew that was coming ahead of time, maybe I could have shifted stuff around a little more, so that that kind of yeah. makes it tough when when we're playing everything by ear. Um, but the other, uh, but the, the counterbalance to that is a lot of a lot of things are flexible in terms of of, of due dates, um, and uh, you know the the guys are able to get a certain amount of stuff done without me. So um, being able to focus on deadlines that are a little soft. Um, and be available like that's uh, that's how it is i I, I kind of do have to take it day by day and have a just a sense of like okay well s- friday might be a little easier we'll just keep an eye out on Friday so it, it's tough to 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 have you know um, to not have specifics but at least trying to sketch out vaguely what the week is and keeping that in my mind um, so the calendar app on my phone does not get used very much
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the- yeah. In the chat, you know, somebody pointed out, says, I, always, I find I'm always my most or do most productive work when you have a lot of things in your calendar. And that mm. that's a common that's a recognized phenomenon, because when you look at your calendar and like like I know I have a conference call, I have to do at like three o'clock. And so I know I'm like, oh, OK, when this ends, I've got an hour, an hour and a half or whatever of a block of time. Had I not had that, I might just finish the podcast, mosey around, take a nap, look for something to do spend and now we have the social media demon that just fills up all of our time we'll spend you know mm-hmm. what are all the other reactions to the batman you know like that's not gonna make me smarter or wiser to know that other people thought it was awesome it, too it,
1: and that that's true both for pleasure and for creation because you might get caught in a perfectionism loop where it's like if, if there's no deadline mm-hmm. you're just gonna keep on going and going and going the gift of a deadline is compromise and, and in that spirit we wanted to try to wrap up by the half hour, so we got four minutes left. So, uh, 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 can I uh, 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 suggest that we go into picks? I, I, have, a, yes.
3: I, have, a, I have a pick just since I, I shared mine most recently, or my my thing. But if you're kind of in a space like where I am, where you have to be a little a little more general and a little less specific, um, I've mentioned it before, but there are, and there are a ton of apps that do this. Uh, the Pomodoro technique is fantastic for. Okay, well, I know I need to get. A certain amount of work done today so i need to to do this thing on my phone so i and i keep my phone on and i see a timer and i know i'm gonna be working for 25 minutes and i'm not gonna go look on twitter because i got this, tech, this i'm seeing this thing countdown um so pomodoro p-o-m-o-d-o-r-o uh, uh wait I think there's an A in there somewhere. Uh, it's, a very, it's, a, it's a very famous time, uh, time spending technique. Uh, lots of apps do it. I highly recommend that. Uh, I, I,
1: I got to pick. If you have the means to have a 12-year-old daughter who is really interested in watching David Cronenberg's The Fly... But, but doesn't listen to your warnings about just how, how visceral it is and just, you know, like, yeah, I get it. He turns into a fly, whatever. Uh, I highly recommend it <laughs> because watching Josie, who loves, you know, mature kind of edgy stuff, like that movie holds up. It's 90 minutes long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. The effects still make you squirm and cringe. It's amazing. It's great. Nice.
2: There's a great story you should look up about Michael Ironsides when he worked with David Cronenberg about being excited to be able to sit next to him at lunch. And Mike, David Cronenberg says, you know, I had a dream last night. And he watched everybody get up and walk away. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then David Cronenberg, and you got to hear him say, David Cronenberg tells him the dream. And then he talks about the next day we're at lunch. We're all gathered at the table. And David Cronenberg says, I had a dream last night. And Mike says, and So I picked up my tray and I walked away.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, my pick is high score. The Netflix uh, documentary. I'm, I'm, Pretty sure it's the same team as the, the toys, toys that made, that made us. us and movies that made us, uh, but this is a different, a different beast. Uh, certainly, a lot of the same production techniques that that you might uh, love from those other documentaries. A little less of an editorial eye, and and uh, of having the kind of different perspectives yell at each other in their own different interviews. Uh, and it's a little bit more of kind of like a love letter to to video games. Yeah. It, it, it's not you, very. Rigid. It, it kind of goes off in its own story, picking metaphors that illustrate the history of the medium, which I think is very interesting.
1: Do you, you know who's doing
2: the narration on that?
1: Oh, I, I know I'm supposed to know who that is, but but I didn't recognize. It's
2: me, Mario. It's Charles Martinet, the guy who did the voice of Mario. <laughs> oh, what's funny is you said it's me. I'm like Andrew main You did it.
0: <laughs> yes, guys,
1: it's me. <laughs> Uh, wait. So did uh, did he do
0: all the all the other toys that made us and movies that made us? Because it sounds, yeah. Did he do? I don't was know he about that. The signature voice for that, because I I thought it was that, but maybe it's uh maybe it's not.
3: We're gonna we have we have the technology. Uh, <laughs> Donald Ian Black did the toys that made us.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Then, uh, then, yeah, I, I, was, I was unaware. I guess they have similar sounding voices. Woohoo!
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, did. are you sure they're the same producers? Or uh, no, that was. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't. I think it's different. Um, it does oh. feel different to me, but yeah,
1: they certainly do feel different. Um, I, I guess I thought that they had. Uh, I, the, I had the, the, the pop I, culture lock. I yeah. had the same thing in my mind
2: yeah
3: I, just looking at very quickly at the i m d b of the of the series oh those are directors, but none of those are from the other uh, yeah i'm not seeing any pedigree here between these two wow actually.
0: all right then then yeah uh that was just a uh, total fake news by your boy <laughs> mm-hmm. fake news
2: uh my my productivity tip, I can like, I get to sound like, oh great, Andrew, writing, that's wonderful. But notepad, notepad. Whether if you're on your iPhone, use your notepad, your Android, whatever. Just make notes. Just start with making notes. Just make a note, even if you're like, ah, I got this in my head. Like, just gonna have to making notes. And also, you can learn little tips and tricks for like, you know, doing the bullet points, checklist stuff like this. It's just a way to keep things on task. And sometimes, like I've had a thing where someone, oh, could you do this thing from? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I go, I'm like, oh, I got to do this. Then I go back, I look at a note and maybe I wrote one sentence and it clarifies it for me. And like, now I know how to make it. You know,
1: uh, you know, what's funny is I, I guess I've been doing that. I I write myself emails, like, like uh, four or five emails Mm -hmm. a day. And they're dumb, nonsensical emails that says, you know, don't forget to love that thing. (laughs) And it's like, what? Dear Brian. (laughs) Dear Brian.
2: Nice hair. Yeah, right? Thanks. Well, anything else? No, I'm good. It's been after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>